This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hey, it's another Apple episode. Yay! Just kidding. <laughs> And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about dark chocolate. Yes, we are. You know why I'm so excited about chocolate as an episode topic? Because we get to eat a lot of chocolate? Nope, that's not it. (laughs) I don't know. It's because we don't have to do any complicated preparation in order order to eat it. We don't have to cut it into slices. We don't have to spread it on anything. We don't have to puree it. We can just open the package and get to chomping. What a great day this is. Uh Welcome to the chocolate episode. Welcome to Lazy Town. Yes. (laughs) Maybe we should start by saying what we mean when we talk about dark chocolate. So what I mean when I talk about dark chocolate is is a chocolate bar made with sugar and cocoa solids and cocoa butter and nothing else. Maybe maybe a hint of vanilla. Notable absence of milk, however. Okay, okay. And these days, uh, we're seeing more and more chocolates, both of the milk and dark varieties, um, sold based on their cacao percentage, Yeah, so which you, I think is great. Yeah, so you see like a 70% chocolate bar, or 85%. That's, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a guarantee of quality, um, especially because now that now everyone's doing it, we've got a, we've got a Ghirardelli uh, bar here today with a percentage on it. But at least it tells you that you're getting a certain amount of real chocolate stuff in your chocolate bar. It also tells you basically, you know, kind of how sweet the chocolate is going to be. Because I think of, I mean, you know, an 85% is going to be 85% cacao. So that leaves very little room for sugar, right? Yeah. 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 So did you, did you grow up eating dark chocolate or was this, uh, you know, is dark chocolate grown up chocolate, I guess is what I'm asking. So I have come to realize in my adulthood that... My mother was a snob about a lot of stuff. Maybe we've discussed this (laughs) before. Okay, I think we've discussed this before. My mom was kind of a big snob in some ways that I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. in that I was introduced to some cool stuff as a kid. And then in other ways, I'm like, why did I spend my whole life thinking escarole was really bitter? Like escarole (laughs) is this delicious, crunchy. Wait, wait, wait. wait. 
green. So she was a she was an anti escarole. Yeah, snob. my mom was like, "Oh, escarole is bitter. It doesn't taste good." Because to me, escarole seems like something you would be snobby about. I know, like, I know. Doesn't it seem of. like she would have she would have been like, "Oh, escarole is the only." Yeah, green yeah you to can eat. have your iceberg lettuce. I'll be over here with my escarole. Well, she did look down her nose at iceberg. Okay, so at least God. at least we got that right. But anyway, my mom always swore that she didn't like milk chocolate. That she only liked dark chocolate. Okay. So as a kid, I was raised you know, sort of sneaking the occasional milk chocolate, you know, the Hershey's Kiss or whatever. But uh, around the house, if if, if there was any, if there was going to be a chocolate, uh, you know, baked good of some kind, my mom always sort of looked for dark chocolate, which when I was growing up, wasn't that easy to find, you know, in in any kind of quality. Yeah, it's the chocolate on the market. It's just gone. There's been a crazy explosion out there because I remember just, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, there were really just a few brands that you could find of good quality dark chocolate. And now I had to restrain myself. I could have come home with like 17 chocolate bars and spent $800 uh, shopping for this episode. I realized just now the dark chocolate that I remember when I was a kid was the special dark bars in the Hershey's Miniatures assortment. I remember And those those. were always the ones that were left over at the end. You would end up with this bowl with like four or five special darks in it that nobody really wanted. Wanted. Except my mom. Yeah. Man, if I if I had known about your mom then, I would have sent her the, the special darks. <laughs> That's very sweet of you. <laughs> A little care package. Um so if I had known about your mom. <laughs> so should we taste some chocolates here? Please. And how are we gonna go about this? I mean, we're not like we're not gonna like We're not gonna spread it on anything. We've established that. <laughs> but this isn't about you know, what's the best chocolate? This is about right. sort of tasting. Are, are we going to get all like wine tasting here? here? I, I, God, I hope so. Can I write some tasting notes? Yeah. I've been working on my mouthfeel of suede with a aftertaste <laughs> of... I've been working on my mouthfeel of suede also. <laughs> okay, let's get started. All right. All right. So we, we've got six chocolate bars here. Uh, six out of the uh, eight million chocolate bars currently on the market. And uh, I think we should taste them in order from sweetest to most bitter. So we're starting with the lowest cacao percentage. The lowest of the low. Oh, yes. So this is Ghirardelli Intense Dark Evening Dream. Yes. 60% cacao. Where do they get these names? I, I don't know. I was going to get just the, uh, the basic like Ghirardelli baking bar that also comes in a 60%, but then I saw one called Evening Dream, and I couldn't resist it. <laughs> I bet this is just the regular baking bar repackaged. I bet it is. <laughs> Do you think this is different from like a middle of the night kind of dream? Oh, or, that's an interesting question. I mean, evening dream? I had a super scary dream the other night. Really? I dreamed that we let, uh, we had two, we owned two convertibles and we let Iris drive one of them to predictably horrible results. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those dreams that seemed totally real. And there is a, there is a, uh, in the dream, a picture of me on the uh, cover of the newspaper that said worst dad ever was the headline. Wow. Was, you know, it was kind of awesome. I think we could spend a lot of time unpacking uh-huh. this dream. But let's taste this chocolate. Okay. <laughs> okay. I put the whole thing in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Wait, I, the t- I'm over here and the and the uh, fancy words to use for tasting are over there. Uh, <laughs> I, so I don't know what to say. You it's, know, um, oh, this has that. This is, um, I wouldn't call this really velvety. No, it's it's kind of slow, slow melting. It's not it's not brittle exactly. I would say I would describe mm-hmm. this as kind of neutral with a short finish. Harsh. Wow. So next, I think we're going to go with the, oh, Scharfenberger, 70%. 
Ooh, that had a nice snap to it. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, I'm looking at the tasting terms. I'm um whoa, I'm getting well, I'm getting some tobacco. Yeah. Oh, smoky. oh my god. I, I want to say like ash. <laughs> I want to say like <laughs> taste like ash. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm kissing a smoker. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, this is not a bad thing mm-hmm. that's happening here. Yeah. I love kissing a smoker. I feel like this has some real tannins happening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm definitely getting a little drying sensation. And I leather, like that. Definitely on the smoky end of the spectrum. Yeah. Amazing how tobacco-y that was. Yeah. I mean, I would I would actually put that in my pipe and smoke it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how about um, okay. some uh, Madagascar Criollo from Francois Pralou? Oh, look at these cute little squares it breaks into. Whoa, waxy. I love how smooth this feels on my tongue. It's incredibly smooth, but it's, it's so smooth. It's it, like slippery. Mm-hmm. It's almost soapy. Definitely uh, a, a sort of higher pitched flavor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Than the last one. It uh, Desperately searching for descriptive terms. It's kind of angular. <laughs> it's kind of like Janet Weiss's drumming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the flavor. The flavor is is good. It's deep. It's it's uh, it's interesting. But there's definitely um, some fruit here. I would I would say this is too smooth for me. I feel like this has got a little bit of prune. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't often like raisiny chocolates, but yeah. I do kind of like this. Maybe it's the texture I'm responding to. So now we have two plain eighty five percent bars. So we can uh, we can do the same level of sweetness slash bitterness side by side. Sign me up. Okay, so first we have the Michel Cloisel. Don't make me say all the French words. Well, I was just actually trying to figure out how to say this. Michel Cloisel. Sounds good to me. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> its deep, dark shade foreshadows the intensity of its perfectly balanced cocos. Hey, hey, don't ruin the foreshadowing. A few... Oh, yeah, I don't want to ruin the foreshadowing. Okay. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> okay. I like that the, it has a little uh, uh, cacao pod engraved on each square of chocolate. This is, I think, the thinnest bar we've tasted yeah. so far. Fairly smooth, without being slippery. I get kind of a coffee bean flavor. Agreed. I love this. Molto sophisticated. Toasty? little toasty? I'm trying to use these words. Roasty, toasty. <laughs> it's smooth, but like it, the flavor is very clear. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't just say, I'm chocolate. It says, I am... I'm chocolate with it. A few hints of roasted chestnut and slightly acid toasted coffee fire the intense pureness of this great chocolate. I swear I didn't look at the package before saying, before I said coffee and you said toasted. Wow. I don't know how this makes sense, actually, in English. I'm sure it doesn't. Légèrement acidulé. Lightly acidic. (laughs) Wait, no, no. I need, need, like, translator voice. Lightly acidic. Okay, shall we move on? Wow, I, I like that a lot. <laughs> I thought you were going to read the rest of the French description. That's okay. I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm scared that my accent won't be good enough. Oh, and I'm scared that I won't be able to translate. Café grillé. Uh, gray coffee. <laughs> Toasted coffee. <laughs> Châtaigne roti. R- roasted champagne. <laughs> chestnut. I know. Le noir profond de sa robe. Augure l'intensité de ces cacao the, à l'équilibre parfait. The profound disrobed darkness. <laughs> wow, this is poetic. What is this? Oh, um, this is Valrona Le Noir Extra Amer. 
85%. Excellent! It's French again. Allez, c'est parti! Oh, I don't know if I love the texture of this. Chalky. I'm, I'm in serious flavor analysis mode here. Don't, don't disrupt my equilibrium. This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> equilibrium is always boring. That's why they call it equilibrium. Mm. I don't know if I like this very much. This is very dark tasting. Yeah. It is a very kind of like low, kind of rumbly flavor. Yeah, well, this sucks. And you know why? Because this is, this is the one I would have said was my favorite. Really? And, uh, and I think it's the cheapest of all of these. Like, really? Yeah, because it's the only one they sell at Trader Joe's. Oh. Uh, yeah, so it's like $3 a bar. I, I, the Cluzel was way better, uh, but costs like three times as much. Mm. Yeah. You know, this isn't like bad. I, it pushes sure, the right, backpedal. It pushes the right chocolate buttons. I prefer it to the... Ooh, chocolate buttons. <laughs> I prefer it to the Ghirardelli. Great. That's high praise. So, I mean, what do you feel like we learned in this episode? I mean, how, how do you even begin to find a chocolate you like? I feel like I'm now adrift on the sea of chocolate. Um, I, I feel like I was, uh, I was happy with my Valrona 85%. I was just going to stop there and not torment myself by looking for an even better chocolate. But now that you've made it clear to me uh, that there is an even better chocolate, uh, now I'm ruined. I didn't make it clear to you. You bought these chocolates, man. You told me to buy the Cloiselle. I did. Yeah. No, it is good. So yeah, you, you I, knew what you were doing. I think that it's really tricky because, you know, the, the, more, the more we learn about... The more we learn about all these things, chocolate, wine, coffee, you know, there are there are different types of beans. They taste different when they're grown in different places. It's all really exciting and also sometimes kind of overwhelming. I feel yeah. a little overwhelmed. I guess the lesson is we should all eat a lot of chocolate until we figure out what we like best. Yeah, or just find the one you want, you like, and then... Don't uh, taste anything and else. And then don't, don't go on the internet or anything after that. Okay, <laughs> great. So um, just wrapping up, can we uh, use one of these chocolates to make one of my very favorite snacks? Let's do it. What we've got here is uh, a little bit of baguette from Columbia City Bakery. And uh, I've just taken a piece of that Cluizel 85%. Matthew, you can do what did you, What did you do? I just... You know. oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> Matthew couldn't figure out how to fold a piece of bread in half. It's a bread taco. It is a bread taco. Anyway... When I was living with a host family in Paris when I was a junior in college, mm -hmm. I had two little host brothers. How did they feel about Esquerol? Lothair and Tiber. Wait. Aren't those great names? <laughs> wow. I guess it would be like Luther and Tiberius or something. Wait, does Lothario just mean Luther? <laughs> I don't know. I think it? maybe it does. That kind of that kind of takes the wind out of his sails. Well, okay. We should look this up later. Yeah. But anyway, I had two host brothers. They were seven and nine. Okay. Lothair <laughs> et weren't, weren't those characters on uh, uh, French in Action? Did you ever? Uh, did you ever have, did French, have in have French in yeah. Action? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Robert et Mireille. <laughs> I forgot about Mireille. And little Marie Claire. Oh okay. wow. Okay. Anyway. Um, so they would come home from school and there would be, you know, they'd, they'd either stop and pick up a baguette or there'd be a little bit left from breakfast. They would cut a hunk of it. They would break off a piece of chocolate. Very often this was like milk chocolate with little like Rice Krispie things in it. Like a crackle bar. Like a crackle bar, really. And they would stick this piece of chocolate into the middle of this hunk of bread and then eat it. And it is so delicious. The kind of like salty, chewy bread and the chocolate. Do you want to eat it now? Yeah, I do. 
Oh, man, I love that. Oh, this is the stuff. Oh, yeah. That is chemistry right there. Isn't because that, isn't that great? That, that chocolate, the Ghirardelli 60% was, was just kind of bland by itself. But with the bread, it sings. Look, <laughs> now that now that we now that we've ruined your experience with chocolate, um, <laughs> uh, we, we want to make it up to you somehow. But I I don't know how because I'm just just making this up as I go along. <laughs> well, we're we're thinking we might do a hot chocolate. Yeah, we might do a hot future. chocolate episode so we can ruin that for and you that, too. That, <laughs> um, I think that's that's going to smooth everything over the old hot chocolate episode. Yeah, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Despite all the terrible things we've done this week, <laughs> find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com and uh, at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. Thanks for listening to Spilled Milk. The show that the show with notes of leather and honey. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was terrifying. Don't use that. Uh, the show that's characterized by a rough sandpapery sensation in the mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the show that the show that says 72% awesome. The show that remains on the palate after swallowing. <laughs> I'm Matthew Amsterburton. <laughs> and I'm Molly Weisenberg. In my experience... I will buy the same brand at the the exact same chocolate bar. Like <laughs> literally the same chocolate bar <laughs> over and over, over and now. over because I'm Bill Murray. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 